The Arts Explanatory Comma Podcast, where art meets the real world and both sides get a better understanding of the whole picture. This podcast may contain strong language and listener discretion is advised. Visit or come for, I don't know, trips. Yeah, like school trips. That, yeah. well, we don't fit a lot of people here, but like yeah. fifteen people. Yeah, I mean, we something. We, I I definitely want my kids to do a lot of studio visits this year, and I think that's something that um, we're going to try and do. Um, I'm the only art teacher at the school, so I teach mm-hmm. art one through AP art. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of autonomy and yeah. deciding what I want my kids to do. Um, so I definitely want to do some studio visits with some people. Okay. Um, something I think is interesting. I'm actually uh, going to be teaching performance art this year. Oh, so I'm going to do a right. unit on performance art. So I think maybe bringing because and and it, it, it's the same way it's thought of, right? Like capoeira as a dance, as mm-hmm. much as it is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a martial art. Right. Um, I think that might be cool to kind of introduce yeah, to them yeah. in a real world <laughs> setting as opposed to, oh, I've played Tekken before or mm-hmm. I've seen this movie and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be cool. We also mm-hmm. have a dance group on uh, campus. And I think I think that's somewhere where art and dance yeah, can definitely meet in the middle. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Especially with the idea of like the... Um, the rolas and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's that's something cool for the it kids is. to see. Because yeah. I remember I went to my first one in Discovery Green, mm-hmm. probably what was that 2010, mm-hmm. and I met like um, Pika Pau, Sam uh, Martinez uh-huh. uh, out southeast. And I met some of the guys that do the Angolan uh, yeah, capoeira. And they were actually like here. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I met a few That's of those guys, man. And, you know, and I actually have pictures from then. I was still in school at the time. So I, I brought my uh, my film camera out. And I was photographing Lerola and things like that. And it was really cool, it man. Is, man. Really cool. And if you go deeper into capoeira, which is one program that I want to offer here, because I teach capoeira mm-hmm. as well. Um, you you get so much of the history of Brazil. Yeah, just yeah. with capoeira, you can learn tons of the Brazilian culture and tradition mm-hmm. and where it comes from and the African influence. Yeah. From, oh man. Yeah, I mean, just just even the thought that like you know there is specifically a type of capoeira that is that has the name of an African country in it, like uh-huh. Angolan Capoeira, like yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of mind blowing there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then even if we, you know, we take the language, right? We mm-hmm. take Portuguese and we start thinking about what Portuguese is and then thinking about the other places where Portuguese is spoken, spoken. Yeah. you know, like that's, like that Angola. ties it all together, yeah, you know? And it's like, together. wow, that's crazy. You know, and that's a whole history lesson. Like the language of Portuguese is a whole history lesson in and of itself, mm-hmm. from the colonization of other countries to the fact that Portuguese linguistically is this beautiful mix between like Spanish and French, and you know, it, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there's so yeah. much there that I think can be used and infused in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I. I say all that to say I definitely think there is a place where we can work, um, and that is that's actually you know, and I'm we're going to talk about that for sure. I'm recording right now, so okay. um, but that's definitely a place where the the, the biggest point of interest for me with Masa because we've been friends on Facebook for a yeah, while, for a like I, yeah, and like. You know, I've never met you. I've seen your work. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook for yeah. a long time that are making art in different ways, whether yeah. it be dance, painting, mm-hmm. sculpture, whatever. Like I've seen this and I just haven't interacted with it. Yeah. So this is kind of my foray into getting mm-hmm. back yeah. into the art community and giving back and bolstering the art community. Right. Um, and the podcast, Explanatory Comma, is, is, is uh, all about you know, bringing the art to the community and the community to art, you know, because the people that the art is made for to represent 
they don't get to see it once it goes into a gallery, right? Because third ward, heights, fifth ward, ward, second ward, like all these places, all these people from those places that look urban or whatever you want to characterize it as, once they walk into a gallery, it's like, I know. Yeah. You don't feel welcome. Yeah. You don't feel welcome. Yeah. It's also the fact that, the simple fact that they might not have a way of getting into the gallery. Yeah. They might, might just not mm-hmm. have the money to get the bus. Yeah. They <laughs> have a way of a transportation. Yeah. There are so many things that are blocking them to do that, that next, uh-huh. that supposed to be a simple step. Absolutely. You know, and that could change. I mean, a visit to a gallery or to a museum could open this kid's mind so much. Yeah. You know, just looking at the perspective, you're like, wow. You know, somebody just like them just created this. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Why I didn't know about this? Yeah. Why I never have resources to actually try it? Yeah. You know, there are so many things that I, I believe that in, in Massa, this is one of the, the focus point of Massa. It's breaking that gap between, you know, this is what we mentioned. Yeah. So Massa will go to the community. Yeah. We're gonna bring the art in a professional level that I want I want the kids to know that that when they they come to Massa, they they can have a hope. They can have a wow, you know. It's right here. Now it's time for me to just focus in, in, in like put those things that was always inside of me. Yeah. I can actually express. It's a place that I feel welcome. It's it's in my community. It's people that know how the community works. They struggle with the community. That's Brazil. Like growing up in Brazil, it was the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think like art is important. I tell all the administrators and all the other teachers that don't teach art at my school. I explained to them that like the the soft skills that you learn in art, not the, the actual painting and drawing mm-hmm. and sculpting, that's not the important part. The important part is learning to take something from an idea right. to a tangible object. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you know, for you, Masa yeah. is your baby, it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've had this idea. Now we're sitting in here, exactly. you know, talking uh-huh. about it and talking about the mission of it. And I think that's the most important thing that yeah. kids gain from mm-hmm. art classes and interacting with art. Like, yo, this is an idea. It's an idea. You know, and even when you start thinking about more audacious endeavors in the arts, such as Picasso's gigantic statues, you know, mm-hmm. that you can see on the streets of Chicago and yeah. places like that, like being able to see that this is something that somebody thought of because they don't think the same way about buildings, Mm -hmm. even though buildings are exactly that, right? Like an architect had this idea, Uh they sketched it out. They did all the, 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 well, they got with the engineers and Uh figured out how it's going to work and everything else. And then they built it. They built it. (laughs) You know, they don't think about those things that way, but with art, it starts to connect those dots for them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That everything starts with imagination. Everything starts with creativity. Mm-hmm. And then from that moment, it kind of snowballs it's downhill snowballs, until yeah. it, you know, grows into something that, yeah. you the know. The ideas grow and grow. Yeah. And they get more ambitious <laughs> and like, wow, so if I could do this, I can do that. Now, how can I get there? Yeah. All right. Well, to get there, these steps first. Absolutely. You know, and we keep them uh, connected with their idea. And it's always it, it all, all comes from a positive space. Absolutely. You know, it's a positive yeah. area. It's a positive environment, uh, you know, and, and it's it's a key point right there that you've mentioned, you know, yeah. transform your idea into reality, mm-hmm. you know, however, how big it doesn't matter how big your dream is or small. It's something that you thought about it before. Absolutely. And you thought hundreds of times <laughs> into like oh, I can make this happen and then the belief you start being part of it when you believe that you can actually make it happen oh that gives so much strength yeah absolutely that absolutely strength. absolutely I wholeheartedly agree now as we're having this great discussion <laughs> I feel like I should introduce you to our listeners so our guest today is uh, one who I've not had the pleasure of being formally acquainted with for very long. As a matter of fact, today is our first day 
meeting. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I don't know much about him, but what I do know seems to be pretty dope. He is an artist who specializes in painting, sculpture, and mosaics. His work illustrates beautifully a story of rich life with vibrant colors, music, landscapes, and a look into Afro-Brazilian culture and traditions. Though his career has been flourishing as an artist, he also was integral in the creation of an organization that exists to help emerging artists capitalize on their opportunities that lie before them, the Montrose Art Society. And that has been in existence since 2010. 2010, And uh, so I I feel like this intro is getting long, but we're getting to the end. Uh, (laughs) But you're busy. You're a busy guy. Um, So as if that all still wasn't enough, uh, he has also been busy establishing himself as a cultural, as educator of Brazilian art forms, such as samba percussion Mm -hmm. and capoeira. Uh, But we're here today to speak mainly about what you've heard here as Masa, uh, which is the mobile art studio for artists or for the artists. Yeah, mobile art space for the artists. Yes, yeah, mobile art space for the artists, sorry. Um, and that's why we wanted to meet and chat with him uh, because he was able to bring this idea to fruition um, through hard work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dreaming and a lot of sweat. A lot of learning, a lot of learning. Absolutely. You know, I have to learn how to weld, make she rock <laughs> Because I believed, you know, yeah. like, I'm going to make it happen. I don't have the money to pay nobody to do it. So I better do myself. Absolutely. Um, and his desire with Masa is to bring the art experiences that would resonate and impact with almost forgotten communities or uh, underserved areas, um, if not for gentrification, of course. Uh, <laughs> his solution is simple. Create this mobile space that can travel to these communities and bring the work to the people. Our guest's name is Tony Parana. Uh, so, Tony, to get back to our previous conversation, um, and actually want to go back to the beginning a little bit. So, um, of course, we want to talk about Masa. We will talk about Masa for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, more, <laughs> more than we already have. Um, but you are from Bahia, Brazil. Right. And have been here since 2007, correct? 2000, in Houston since 2007, uh, in the U.S. since 2000, beginning of 2003. Okay. Okay. So what brought you to Houston? Well, uh, my ex-wife was, she got a job in Houston. Okay. And that was the reason we moved and since I was, you know, an artist, my mm-hmm. my schedule and my job is I can work anywhere. Yeah, it's like okay, Houston we go. <laughs> and then I arrived in Houston and I got connected with a, a really great organization called yeah. the Brazilian Arts Foundation. And then I got hooked. You know, yeah. they do capoeira, they do music, they do dances, classes, and everything related to the Brazilian culture. And there was a big, you know, help for me bringing from Brazil and finding. The organization that actually works with the Brazilian culture, yeah, as a professional, you know, as they are. So that was a very good plus. Plus the diversity of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, the city has so much to offer. A lot of support from the from the for, for the artists. So I got in love with Houston. I yeah. love the heat. <laughs> <laughs> and out here. Awesome! So, awesome. So what brought you? So is that the same thing? Uh, your ex-wife getting a job is that what brought you to the states initially? Uh, well, we kind of, we got married in Sao Paulo okay. and I lived in Sao Paulo, we got married there. Uh, and then I was actually going to Spain. I had a friend that lived in Spain and he said, Tony, why don't you come and stay in Spain and see what you think? I'm yeah. like, okay, I go. But then I thought I got married mm-hmm. and then we decided, well, let's go to the U.S. first because she still had to finish her, her school degree. Okay. Uh, and then, so we came to the U.S. and there was actually... Never, and then we're here. (laughs) Understandable, understandable. How much of your move to Houston do you think affected the progression and subject matter of your work? Uh, Well, when I came to the US, uh, I got I went to New Mexico, Albuquerque. Okay, which was it's a it's a small town. Uh, calls Bernalillo. It's okay. a very, very lovely and welcoming place. Uh-huh. And the art scenario there was really good. Um, so I got hooked with the gallery. It calls Arte Loca Gallery. And I got a solo show there. Um, 
and then I moved to LA and then <clears throat> two years later I moved back to out to Bernalillo Santa Fe or New Mexico and then I saw that the art scenario was very poor mm-hmm. you know it changed so much um, it was it was just not there yeah so I said well let me open a let's see if I can get together with some artists because I know that if we get together we're gonna be stronger we can just have meetings and plan art shows we can actually rent a space we can yeah. have shows and classes all that stuff and then was when I actually moved to Houston okay so the idea came with me uh, but in a bigger perspective because Houston is a you know a big city yeah so when I moved to Houston everything all my ideas just got bigger mm-hmm. it just went to a different dimension it was like okay wow <laughs> and so many artists uh, in, uh, I felt that the city was very welcoming too. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, I mean, I, from a small city to a bigger city, everything just changed. Yeah. You know, with a bigger perspective. So Houston has definitely influenced my work and my my goals of being a being uh, a full time artist. Yeah. Because I until that point, I was doing many other things, working in restaurants and uh, here and there trying to pay the rent money yeah. but with the goal of being a, you know I'm gonna live from my art from my yeah. music from capoeira and the, and then things flow and then finally I'm just, I feel so happy that I finally accomplished that yeah. dream you know yeah so yeah that's good that's, I mean that's what we all want right to be able to live off of the artwork and, yeah. and be able to sustain ourselves you know in such an independent uh, way uh, and you know it provides time with your family exactly. you know and yeah. <laughs> time to actually think about uh-huh. the work and progress even more so yeah. yeah that's that's always a great thing so uh now specifically to your work so as i said you know of course we see the elements of brazil right uh-huh. we see the favelas the capoeira we see the vibrant colors of the city um, and the elements of Afro-Brazilian culture right. that arise, of course, which we spoke about before recording. Right. <laughs> but um, can we talk a little bit about the Afro-Brazilian culture and traditions that is in your work? Because I'm sure, you know, people will see your photo and look at you uh-huh. and they're like, but wait, wait, is he? Why is your work so much? <laughs> <laughs> why? I mean, to put it quite frankly, they may be like, "Why is your work so black?" And uh-huh. you're yeah. not, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you explain the history and the culture so beautifully. Yeah. So if you could touch on that a little bit, so that people yeah. can understand further. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Brazil. When Brazil was taken, mm-hmm. you know, kind of to say discovered. <laughs> um, it, um, it was already the native Brazilians there, yeah. you know, and then with the, the Portuguese invading the country, they brought between four and five million Africans to Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it's with that amount of people, and they mainly came through Bahia, yeah. you know, and Bahia was like a, a port for for slavery. So they were all coming through Bahia, and Bahia is the, is the place that I was born. Mm-hmm. Salvador so the the culture in Bahia it's very 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 strongly influenced by Africa mm-hmm. the music the traditions culture religion candomblé food the the um, traditional uh, expressions on the street carnival mm-hmm. heavily influenced and I grew up seeing all of that yeah you know since I was a kid I was always it was always music on the street yeah. It was always um, traditional celebrations on the street, and I was there. Yeah, and, and everything that I know, it's it's my growing up. It was it was being part of these small celebrations. I I go to Candomblé house mm-hmm. houses, and it was actually one right close to my house. And my my family, which was a which is a Catholic family, mm-hmm. don't go to Candomblé. Okay, <laughs> I, okay, I see. I, okay, okay. And then when we hear the tambores playing, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't realize because they serve food. Yeah. <laughs> then we all go and we, we go, we smile, we go in, then we're looking 
and all my friends are looking and I'm look I'm interested on the dances and the I was like wow and my body started getting whoa, what is these feelings yeah and then they serve food and we eat with their hands you yeah. know and also all of that it is it's with me yeah you know in in Brazil uh, the the history of the country is very is very sad because it was with the amount of, of African that they were brought to Brazil it, uh, the actual the 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 whole country um, they did something that was very very sad they they were actually bringing people from Europe yeah. to kind of whitenize Brazil you yeah. know because it was oh somehow it was too many black people here yeah right and so they that was a sad part of the the, the story of the country but that. Uh, that really didn't didn't change who we are. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's sad because you see that the a lot of friends that they think they are white in Brazil, and when they are, they come here and they are not treated as white as they <laughs> thought they were, yeah. they're like, if you what do you mean? Well, are you like more like a Hispanic, Latino, yeah. or you know, white for sure, and they get frustrated because they think they're white in Brazil. But when they get here, they see the reality, and they are not, and they cannot claim themselves white because yeah. it is too much mixing with yeah. the, the native, the, the native Brazilians and the African that came and and the European that came too, and people from everywhere. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very big mixed country. It's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful tradition. It's a beautiful beautiful history. Beautiful history. I mean, it's a full history. It's not as beautiful as as it was in. Every, anything was everything was flowers but yeah uh we got a lot of legacy mm -hmm. from the african culture and i can yeah. tell you that uh the brazil today without the african influence would be a sad country it'd be a really <laughs> sad and poor country yeah nothing more to offer but european not not so poor but not as, as rich as it is today yeah you know and uh so and i'm also self-taught artist yeah and then when I, I start to paint, I don't think about classes that I took because I didn't do it. I basically took two classes. Yeah. And I don't think about what I learned in school about art. I think about what really represents me, mm -hmm. what makes me happy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to paint that time. I remember that time yeah. that I was actually crossing the street and I saw those percussionists playing and singing. I'm going to see if I can catch that moment. And yeah. I got stuck in the moment and try to research and find things that reminds me of brings back some memories and they all related to the african influence the afro-brazilian culture yeah you know i do capoeira which is like heavily influenced yeah. by the you know capoeira was is a, a way of fighting for survival yeah you know the capoeira it was developed in brazil was it was brought by the africans mm -hmm. uh in, in capoeira uh, today is like one of the biggest way of promoting the Brazilian culture. Mm -hmm. So it's Portuguese because yeah. we sing in Portuguese, yeah. you know, and, and so capoeira is so beautiful. And, and but you go to Brazil, there's still people that think that capoeira is for why you do capoeira. This is yeah. for you know people that doesn't care about life. Yeah. But for example. I have somebody that said, what do you do there? I was like, well, I teach capoeira. No, I mean, what do you do for work? I'm a capoeirista. No, man, I'm sad. You can't leave it from capoeira then. No. <laughs> they still don't believe, you know, they they just have no clue about our history, yeah. our culture, where and what capoeira stands today, you know. It's played more than 160 countries. Yeah, we have capoeiras in Rice University. We teach in libraries, schools with 300, 400 kids. We educating people through capoeira. Yeah, you know. So in all of that, it's it's on my work. The favelas, I live in favelas forever. Yeah, I always like the landscape of favelas, and I saw, I saw friends dying, and I saw people hungry and going into drugs, and people because it was a lack of what good things to do yeah isn't it's a poor neighborhood it was the 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 suburbans of not suburb because suburbia it's called the, the ghetto mm -hmm. of salvador yeah paripi i'm proud of being a paripi <laughs> i'm from paripi i'm proud <laughs> yeah, my friends are you from paripi man yes i'm from paripi man i'm survived i survived yes yeah. 
skyped like that many times, you know. <laughs> but I wouldn't change my 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 childhood for nothing. Yeah, you know. And that's what I try to show when I I present everything. Yeah, not just my work, but you know, like this master project. And master is to break that gap. Yeah, between uh, you know art and in area who doesn't have, have art or yeah. actually a way of going to the art scenario mm -hmm. to the art so sorry I just no you're good <laughs> <laughs> no we it's a lot. We, we we like you know you being able to talk and and express yourself so don't don't apologize for that. Even if you get tangential, that's fine. Go on a tangent. Go on a rant. That's cool. I like it. Um, so, in the favelas, like a lot of things are lacking in yeah. terms of uh, you. You said it. Food. You food, know, safety. Things safety. like that. So I can't imagine other than traditional art forms. You know that art exists in different ways. Uh -huh. So how is it that you came to be an artist? Like, what is it that kind of sparked that thought? Like, I'm gonna create, like what artists did you come across or, mm -hmm. you know, images? Like what was your first connection to art that made you want to do this? Well, I feel I'm a very blessed person. You know, I, I know I have, I have some protectors. I have my orishas that protects me. I have God that protects me. I have the universe and my guard angels. They are looking. They are. They are looking over me. Uh, so when I saw Capoeira the first time, it, it was in, in my in my neighborhood. It was a private school, and we were going to the public school. Mm -hmm. uh, so the public school really didn't have much events going on. Yeah. But the private school always had. And so one day I, I jumped the fence. I was like, oh, I'm going to jump this fence. I'm going to just see what's happening. Yeah. And that's when I saw Capoeira first time. And I was like, wow. Uh, then after that day, my life changed. Because I, the, the next day I was looking for Capoeiras to do. And I found friends who did Capoeira. And it was like, oh, and never really stopped. You know, I moved around. So I had to take breaks. But I really never stopped. Uh, and then with the capoeira, I was looking for, I was just researching and reading books and I saw some drawings. Mm -hmm. It's an artist called Caribe. Okay. And uh, he lived in Bahia forever. He's, uh, he's from Argentina, if I'm not wrong. But he lived in Bahia. He claims himself as Bahia, Baiano because he loved it so much. And his work was, was very, very beautiful. It was simple and beautiful. And I, start, I just started drawing. Yeah. Um, that was a good beginning. However, my mother was always sketching. Mm. She draws like coconut trees and flowers, just sitting, just just sketches, <laughs> and I tried to sketch with her. That was pretty much my first contact with yeah, what art is. Yeah, you know, oh, look at my, look what my mother did. Look at this. It was nothing here. Now it's this beautiful flower. Uh, that was that was like wow. And I, I did start doing some sketches with her. Yeah. That was one of the first contacts. And then, you know, as I grew with Capoeira and I saw Caribe's work and uh, many, many other artists, but Caribe was one that took me a lot because he did a lot of things that I like. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of the big steps. And then I moved to Sao Paulo uh, before I got married the first time. And when I moved to Sao Paulo, I was uh, basically uh, managing a store. And across the street from my store, they had a, a small gallery mm -hmm. and they provide art classes. Yeah. And then I got uh, to be a friend with the owner, Rodolfo Rondon, which is an amazing artist mm -hmm. and, and teacher. And uh, so we were just talking on the end of the day, it was in the mall, we were just talking about the business, la da 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 da. And, he just he's painting and yeah. we were talking and then we got to a point that I was just watching him paint. Yeah, and it was so beautiful. It, it, those things that it, it's really hard to explain, you know. But you feel like in your soul the 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 pleasure. Yeah, of just watching. I'm like, why if I have so much pleasure watching? Imagine if I have doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I'm, I'm gonna do a class one day. 
And then I never did, except for one day that I was interested in a girl. <laughs> she, she was actually going through the class. She was like, hey, you know, hey. It's like, I'm going to do a class. <laughs> so I took two classes with him just to be you know, talking to her. But actually, nothing really came out of there. You know, and she moved out. But after that experience, you know, uh, I moved to the U.S. And I was, wow, I need to paint. You know, I did like maybe a couple pieces yeah. with him. And, uh, and I moved to the U.S. And I was so in the mood of painting and creating that when I moved to New Mexico, Albuquerque, I was straight looking to galleries, which yeah. was close to the house. And I stopped by and the guy said, well, really, you paint that well? Create me some 10 pieces and then we, I give you a solo show. And from there, it was like, okay. And then I bought a <laughs> bunch of canvas and painting and oil and then never really stopped. Yeah. It, it kind of flows like it was, it, that's how it is. That's yeah. how it <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, I felt that my, my protectors, they, they keep me pushing me. Like, yeah. oh, hey, hang out here. Yeah. Hey, look at here. <laughs> over here. Look. Hang out here. See? Learn. Yeah. And, and I feel that even, you know, today I, I try to see those signs. Yeah. Because if you don't look inside, it be like, what the, the voices that, that says inside of your head and listen to it and say, look, maybe it would be a good thing for me to try this out. Yeah. You know, positively, the, the positive voices. Yeah. You know. Looking, you know, reflection on, on things. I so said, maybe I will try. You know, yeah. it doesn't hurt to try. So I try to to listen to my in, inside and try to give the steps, knowing being you know being logical and real. Right? Yeah. Of you know, this can actually happen. Is not this. I'm not never going to be the president, the president of the United States. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So let me focus over here <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. So, so you spoke about being a self-taught artist yeah for a lot of people who may be listening they may feel like oh well i have to take classes i have to do that what what's the process of teaching yourself like can you explain that a little bit and i mean i i understand you know yeah. exactly you know what that means how that works but can you explain a little bit about you know your process to becoming an artist and you know what you did to learn to use certain materials and things yeah. of that nature yeah one thing i would say don't don't be afraid of of making mistakes yeah okay when you have that it's something that it's inside of you mm -hmm. when you're self-taught you have to listen to that that inside you're like i'm just gonna do it yeah i only have three colors here and i'm gonna make the best out of this <laughs> and i'm gonna use all of them and I'm gonna be happy on the end of the process. Yeah. If you're creating a piece, you have to be happy. You have to goosebumps. You, <laughs> you have to feel. I like this here. I like this color here. I like that here. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter what you're creating, uh, a portrait or a landscape or abstract. It doesn't really. As long as you're happy, and as long as you're happy on the end of each piece you are growing yeah. because you will step back months, days, it's like, you're going to say, wow, that looks so bad from now. <laughs> but at that moment you were growing. Yeah. But now you see, wow, if I was there now, I would change this. I'll make this here. I'll make that here. You ended up criticizing yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you have to also be open for that, that criticism. Yeah. Uh, you also have to judge yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. And also look for resources, you know, because you're self-taught. It doesn't it doesn't means that you you do not have to go and look for resources in, in how to um, make your life a little a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. You know, like for example, I make my own canvas. Uh, it was it's better for me. I learned how to make canvas, and I also it's cheaper. Yeah, for sure. And I'm learning, I'm doing something with my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm actually creating something, yeah. you know. So my work is built, it's handmade from zero to, you know, from the beginning to the end. Uh, but there are uh, 
So there are these aspects of being a self-taught that mm -hmm. you have to really, really be happy with it, you know, mm -hmm. what you're doing. And it's also on the other side that you feel that because I don't have the degree, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to compete with the people who has the degree. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something that you have to manage. You just have to believe and, and say, look, my work speaks for, my, for myself. Yeah. It's not because I came to it from Yale yeah. school <laughs> that my work would be better than yours. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to put a lot of effort on, on your work and, and be picky about it. You have to make sure that little mm -hmm. details uh, that counts for you, it's there. Yeah. You know, uh, so be connected with different artists. Mm -hmm. Be connected with, if you're in the music industry, industry, if you're in the dance industry, make sure you go support other people because you learn, mm -hmm. you know, go to other people's art shows. Yeah. Don't get on your little, little place only and think that, well, People gotta come to me. No, yeah. Go, go to see other people because you support first. Yeah, and absolutely. you learn, <laughs> and you're like, wow, well, I could do something here now. If this was mine, what would I do to make it different? I'll probably change that corner over there, you know. And just for you to be here and think you already create your mind, yeah. and when you get home, you're like, oh, I'm gonna create something like this, yeah. you know. And you're basically teaching yourself. Mm -hmm. So you got to be exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, and, and one thing that you have to do for sure, it's never stop painting or creating. So never. for you, is it more about, or when you were first beginning on your journey to teaching yourself, was it more about just the process, just enjoying the process of making yeah. something? Um, kind of taking it from, you know, there's a blank canvas, mm -hmm. now it's filled, I'm done. Like, was that like that process was the biggest thing for you? No, I, I mean, I ha I chose a lot. I when I had a blank a blank canvas, I I sometimes I just look at it for like half a day, what <laughs> I'm gonna do, yeah. what I'm gonna create. It is is and I start sketching. And it was like mm, I'm not really happy with this. I, I really need to feel that what I'm gonna do, it's it's connected to me, yeah. you know, because if you're self-taught, you got to be connected with you from the from mm. your feet yeah. up. Yeah. Like you have to be, because that's the only strength that, that connects you. It's like, it's you. And yeah. if you create something that you don't know how to explain, you don't know what it is, then you empty base. Yeah. You f have to find that answer inside. Yeah. And then you put it out because that, that's you. Yeah. Uh, and then, but you know, many times I, I create pieces that I didn't like it. And I also, I was also trying to find a way of learning from people. Yeah. Like I have an art show and I was like, well, people really like that piece, but people mm -hmm. didn't really like this piece much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe I should do more stuff like that. Cause I was already thinking, you know, I need to sell, mm -hmm. you know, I gotta be larger. I'm like, I can't be buying paintings and, and canvas are expensive if I don't sell anything mm -hmm. first your your outstanding goes very low mm -hmm. like man see nobody really buy my stuff maybe I shouldn't be an artist it took took a while to sell the first piece yeah but you know you know you know in you it's this was the good thing about having friends you know they are they're real mm -hmm. like they're gonna tell you right away, like, man, this shit is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Or they and they will say, Well, I really like your work, I really like man, it's really cool. And you feel you know, you know your friends are honest, the mo the majority, they will tell yeah. you. Uh that's another thing that you have to look. And also like the business side of the art and what you're doing. If you wanna make a living out of it, you have to think about the business side. Yeah. And this is this is a good point. If people really like that piece, I'm gonna create more some more similar pieces mm -hmm. like that, and maybe I will have more chances of selling it. Yeah. And why I'm gonna create this? And it actually happens to me. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of pictures that were from uh, pictures. I did a lot of paintings that were from pictures. You know, I found pictures on the internet, and people sent pictures to me. Pictures that I took when I was in Brazil. I was like, I'm gonna create this piece. And it was great, but on the other side, I have my my 
my paintings that I like to do just from my mind, from yeah. the side. Of like, and I did a bunch, a lot. I was like, it was the one that I felt, I really felt sometimes I wasn't like in a trance, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I started and then hours later I finished I was like, wow, it's finally finished. You know, and my body sweat and like, it's like <laughs> a bad expression. But those pieces, people didn't really like it. Yeah. So I created for myself and I always have hidden in, in my studios, in my house. And then today, it's funny because people really like that one. Nah, you yeah. know? And I still have a bunch of like, when I show them like, wow, this is so great. So yeah. different. You know, like, yeah, I, I never really show this piece because yeah. People never really like it. <laughs> and so, yeah. it, borderline, never stop creating. And uh, be, be also be, be honest with yourself. You mm -hmm. know, if you're doing 10, 10 art shows, five art shows, and you haven't sold anything, put in perspective things that, okay, maybe I should push it this way, maybe I should go that way, maybe I should, you know, go to a critic section and mm -hmm. bring my work so people can give my hand a positive, you know. I, you know, we do that. Yeah. You know, bring your work here. And we will, we're going to give you positive criticism about your work. You know, like, ah, man, this is bad. You should stop painting. Yeah. That doesn't help. Yeah. So. Okay. So let me ask, uh, in terms of your, your personal pieces, those pieces that you've painted for yourself, uh -huh. which do you have one that's your absolute favorite or is there a painting that you've done that you're just like yo i yeah. need to keep this i never want to get i rid do of have a, a private collection in my house mm -hmm. uh, a painting that i don't sell i have one that um it calls nordeste uh nordeste is a northeast of brazil okay and it was based you know on a, based on a artist called tacile do amaral okay. and uh, well the idea is it was, it was just the whole thing at that moment was something that, were, that was very touched to me because it was, it's talk, it talk about two little kids, mm -hmm. you know, it's two little kids that just sitting, um, and they have a really big son. I'm trying to describe this if you can understand. <laughs> two, two kids with a hat sitting on the, on the, like kind of farm visual mm -hmm. background. And they they have a, a tool, you know, of work, and they have big feet, and the hands are also feet, so kind of four feet, in the, in the, you know, and the the heads are very small, the bodies are big, it's a big sun in the middle, and uh, it's a dead snake, on the on the paint, which it was a dead snake, but I, I took it out because my ex-wife said. Ah. <laughs> I was like, why? why should, after I did, I was like, why should I should listen to you? And, but it was a, a snake there. And the painting describes a, a reality of, of the north side of Brazil, the northeast of Brazil, the Nordeste. It's a place that I come from. That the kids they start working really, really early mm -hmm. because they they don't they don't have choice. Simply, yeah, it's simple like that. The, the parents said, look, you're not going to school anymore. You're gonna work in the farm with us. Yeah. So get the tools, we're gonna go early in the morning, we're gonna come back at the end of the day. Yeah. And those kids they start working so early, they have strong bodies and their hands are like their feet full of calluses. Mm -hmm. uh, and their head is small, but the body's big because they didn't have knowledge. They, they couldn't complete school. Yeah. They couldn't learn, they couldn't read books, they couldn't see movies and nothing else. Mm -hmm. So their knowledge is small, uh, very limited. Uh, those subjects there uh, and the sun is a really big sun on the on the background mm -hmm. because in that area of Brazil um, sometimes they spend like four or five years without rain yeah and everything just die yeah oh, it's wow. sad uh, and the snake that snake was just because of the catalyst catalysticism in okay. Brazil, yeah, it just there was so manipulating, you know, that people think that like it's a simple animal. Yeah, it's a snake. Uh -huh. You don't have to kill it, but because the snake gave the apple to Eva, yeah, oh, we kill snakes. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that it's not right. Yeah, and I thought that pieces describe a lot of things that you know 
it's there. This, those are the things that I like to okay. to create. I want to have a message. I want you to look at my work and I like, try to understand. Even if you don't understand, I want you to stop and think. Yeah. Create your own story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's. But I have many. Uh, I have many other ones that. Um, they describe these. I have uh, a lot of things related to the Candomblé religion, which I, I like it. You know, it's something that I really enjoy. It's life. So, what, what exactly is the Candomblé religion? Candomblé is an Af. It's an African uh, religion. Okay. Uh, that basically with the slavery, mm -hmm. it, it some somehow merged to Brazil. Okay. And it's a religion that is based on on the on the. They have several orishas, okay. but in nature. We have okay. an orisha for the water, for the, the sweet water. We have an orisha for the ocean, Yemanja, yeah. which is the, the one that I named my daughter, Janaina. Okay. It it's represents the, the god of the sea, okay. Yemanja. Then we have Xangô, then we have Ogun, we have Yansan, and they all represent the, the, basically the, the, the planet, the yeah. trees. You know the mountains, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a really beautiful, beautiful uh, religion that people still discriminate a lot just because it's from Africa. Yeah. The majority of people that does it is uh, is black people, and yeah. you know those things just keeps following the yeah. as as it is. But it's, it's full of life. Yeah, because they have drums and they sing. You know, out they <laughs> sing and, and they they. The vision is give it to this, give it to the the community. Yeah. You know, people come asking for help, and they, you know, it's it's a beautiful religion. Yeah. Uh, so I got really connected with that. You know, of course, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I believe in everything that brings good to you. You know. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to explain <laughs> about Candomblé, but you guys can just research. Yeah. You know, Candomblé, you'll see a lot of you know explanation there. Okay. Look at the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about your work, uh -huh. influences. Right. Uh, you've actually covered a lot of questions that you know I typically like to ask, uh -huh. so I don't have to ask those. So now. Let's talk about Massa. Let's talk about Massa. <laughs> Massa Houston, your baby. And yeah. I know, you know, we, we, we talked about it quite a bit. And, you know, I definitely, you know, I, I, we both expressed that we want to figure out a way to kind of work together in that yeah. capacity. And yeah. we will. Um, and I've said it on air. So, you know, uh, that'll hold me to will. it. Yeah. <laughs> stuck at a contract to sign. Exactly. <laughs> so what what is Massa? For the Man, people, what Master, is it? The mobile art space for the artists. Yeah. This is the this is my new baby. This is it's something that that I I have been working working on this project for three years, mm -hmm. you know. And I visualize I'm like I need to find a way of bringing the art to the community in a way that I you gotta be flexible that people can actually receive me mm -hmm. and don't think oh we're gonna stay here forever. So I cannot build you know something there in to be permanent yeah and then i came out I, I was looking and i saw a shipping container i was like wow i found it yeah so the goal was to create a, a mobile art space in a 40-foot shipping container mm -hmm. you know because it's mobile you get a truck come lift take to the community mm -hmm. you put it there it takes like four or five parking spots yeah you know doesn't take a lot of space ideally it's supposed to be self-sufficient uh, but I didn't have the money to put the solar panels, which is yeah. expensive. Yeah. So if people out there work with solar panels and are willing to, please bring solar panels <laughs> to the master. I will put your logo on the website. I will promote you, and as you know, because this is a good cause for the for the for the communities. And we will have a link to the Masa website. Yeah. And. Uh, images of Tony's work as yeah. well on the website so that you will be able to find him either through our website or directly through his. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, self-sufficient space so that, that it's mobile and then we can and we can provide free art class free classes to the community. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have the money to go to a museum or to get in the bus or to you know to go to a gallery, you're not gonna have money to pay for classes. Yeah. So that's that's where Master comes to to be part of the community. We will offer these classes for free to them, 
yeah. working with not only local but you know any artist that wants to be part of Massa. Yeah. But the good thing is the artists will get paid. Mm. You know the artists won't do that for free. This is one thing that I want to make sure that the artists get paid. They yeah. get paid well because I know how hard it is to be an artist. And, and we do a lot of stuff for free. We mm. just do a lot of stuff for free. Oh, promote your work. Yeah. yeah, sure, I promote my work. <laughs> yeah, as people called like, hey, Tony is a gala here, you know? Oh, last year we, we raised $250,000. And uh, can you come and do it for free? <laughs> you raised $250,000. You can pay me $200 to go and teach a class there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I don't want this to happen. I want everybody to get a little bit, yeah. you know, it would generate money with the local community there. Mm -hmm. People will come, they will eat there. They will know it's generating motion in the area yeah. that, uh, that's a, some other things that, and then, uh, basically I want to be, I, I want to make sure that we are part of the community. Yeah. All right. And that means I don't want to go there and stay there for a week. I want to be there for several months. Mm -hmm. I want the community to know that we are there. We are there to collaborate. Mm -hmm. We are there to offer. We are there to help. We are, we are like a resources for them. Yeah. And I want to be between two and five months. That's what my goal is. However, you know, this is still an experimental project. Yeah. I'm just going with the flow mm -hmm. and see how it goes. I know I will face a lot of, uh, you know, bumps on the road. I will manage. Yeah, but as far as in my, in my project, the idea is to stay a little bit longer in each community. Yeah, and hopefully every time we leave the community, we have a seed there. Yeah, we plant a seed in that community, and, and that that will change people's life. And I'm telling Mark, if you if I change one person's life in mm -hmm. that community, I, I'm more accomplished with this. Yeah, and I'm happy. I'm happy because I know the potential of Massa. I know it's not super expensive. I basically, I only need these people to come and support. Yeah. Like donate, like to go to the website, www.massahouston.com and donate yeah. $5 because it's going for a good cause. You know, mm -hmm. if you buy a beer, it's like $8. <laughs> True. You know, if Very you donate if anything, you know, even like sharing this, this yeah. podcast, mm -hmm. it helps for people to know more about yeah. it, you know, and I'm hoping to get support from the city, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I still haven't got anything from the city yet, but I know they will because they, they love this project. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, uh, so this is pretty much what Mass is about. Yeah. And I have, I have a bright vision of Mass's future. So what type of classes do you hope to offer? I think about so far what I have is creative writing classes, okay. poetry. I have capoeira classes and music classes. Mm -hmm. uh, the capoeira classes we need a lot. We need a little bit more space. Yeah. So whoever hosts a massa, if they have a small place that we can teach classes, we'd be great. If they don't, we will we will manage to do it here. So like a community center like a community or something center, like that. Or, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. even even if it's outside, uh -huh. you know, when the weather is, is raining, okay, we're gonna do something else. We're a gonna, basketball court yeah, or an exactly. open field or yeah, something like field. that. Yeah. Uh, Which actually as I'm thinking about it, it would be cool because in some of these areas there are open spaces yeah. but they may need to be cleaned up. Cleaned up that could yeah. be part of the initiative also because yeah, that's simple. Like, pay. you know, some trash bags yeah. and some gloves yeah. and clean and that up. That's exactly, it. Like, <laughs> exactly. and, and if you want to be part of Massa, you're not only part of Massa, the container, you're part of the community. Yeah. So cleaning the area, it is part of cleaning your community. Yeah. Yeah, you for know? sure. For sure. Uh, so that, and then we art classes for sure mm -hmm. and the on the other side the music classes that I want to offer they're really related to the capoeira music yeah um, and also battle it's a, a samba reggae uh, beat from Bahia mm. my wife and I we have well she has the band and I help her okay cause Batala Houston okay it's a volunteer band we are we have we're just a, a, a one point of Batala, but Batala is in 32 different countries now. Oh, wow. He grew up, uh, he, he started in, in France mm -hmm. with Giba, Giba Gonçalves, which is the leader of Batala. Okay. He's, he's from Bahia. He was there when Samba Hague was growing, developing, being born. Yeah. 
and he moved to France and with the loneliness of being in France he got some drums together he started Batala and years later we have 32 bands and it's more than a thousand people all over the oh, world wow. and we have a branch here in Houston and we rehearse every Sunday at Memorial Park 10 to 1 okay. uh, and it's a, it's a band that also had helped many people to be out of drugs in yeah. the streets yeah you know it's a volunteer band mm -hmm. and you don't need experience at all you can just come in and learn you know okay. step by step yeah and you you yeah. be able to to be you know to merge into this this amazing community mm -hmm. positive community learning something yeah culture uh music mm -hmm. and, and being you know so those are some things that will be part of massa and i'm really open to everything yeah. relates to the art yeah. you know come in and learn how to take photo photos mm -hmm. uh, you know come in and learn how to do sculptures yeah anything I, i'm just i just need to keep going yeah and yeah. this will come and, yeah and so that's okay. massa so what is the what is the ultimate goal if you had all the resources you needed if you had all the people you needed, right? So the human resources, uh -huh. the financial capital, what is the ultimate goal for Masa? Well, I think the ultimate goal for Masa is to see the results of, mm -hmm. of the, the, the projects that we offer. Okay. Ultimate results is to, ha to make sure, like for example, to see um, somebody that really was not going, doing good, yeah. In, I mean, you step in massa, it changes your life. Yeah. This is one of the ultimate goals for us to mm -hmm. see how how effectively massa has changed people's life. Yeah. You know, and to to see the results not too long, not years, but like right away. Yeah. Right away, we want to see the results like, um, you know, within a month. You want yeah. to see how how is massa affecting your life. Yeah. How man, I look so forward to coming to this class. It is yeah. so great. I've been doing learning, you know, and that's that's how my goal there. Yeah. You you gave something that they didn't have it before. Mm -hmm. And you you know that they are happy with this. Yeah. You know. Changes people changes changing people's life. This is the my goals uh, goal. And and making sure that we can provide quality classes. Yeah. Professional classes. <laughs> That's important. You know, important. we make sure that we provide the right resources to them. So they, they feel okay. Yeah. You know, this is good. I can I can count on you guys, you know. And this is just another step. Yeah. This is a small step because if if you merge it with master, you will find a lot of different other resources. Mm -hmm. They are connected yeah, for with sure. us. You know. For sure. And and much more. I'm planning on, on, a, on a short future to have um, social work offering, mm. offering social work. My wife is a social worker, okay. and I, I thought about having a smaller container, a 20 foot shipping container that we could offer social work to the communities. Yeah, it's so important, man. Yeah, it's so important. There, there are many people that are struggling. Mm -hmm. They For struggle, sure. but in the schools, don't know. Yeah, yeah. They go to the school. Uh, in the schools, sometimes just on, yeah. you know, say, Why are you doing this? Why are you not paying attention? But they don't know that the kid doesn't have food at home. Mm -hmm. The kid doesn't have clothes washed, so it yeah. comes the same dirty clothes. Yeah. They don't know that the, the, the parents might not be there, mm -hmm. they might be abused. Yeah. The yeah. school doesn't know because the, some schools offer social work, and my wife, she did work in the school system, mm -hmm. but it was very poor. It was very poor, and I know that if we can offer social work to these communities, that will be a tremendous help. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, maybe this, this the, is another up may go. The community, the community impact, impact. In, yeah. in several different ways. Yes, man. Okay. It's, it's not easy to be poor. No. It's not easy. <laughs> it is People not. think they're just, oh, you're poor, you just don't, you just don't yeah. have a car. You just yeah. don't have food. It's a lot of bag that come yeah. like, that comes with it. Yeah. You know, it's stress and, and parents doesn't have time to give to the kids mm -hmm. and kids grow up without love, mm -hmm. you know, attention. What how are the kids gonna give love and attention if the kids never had experience with love? Yeah. With respect. You know, a lot of women that being abused and used. Mm -hmm. Those things gotta change. Yeah. You know, there's some things that I, I hope the master can it's it's more in the future. 
but if I have the resources, it won't take too long. Yeah, yeah. You know, it won't so take too long. for those that are listening that can possibly help in yeah. any way possible, what are the resources specifically that you need? Money is always needed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Money is always needed. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming art materials. Art materials. I, I actually collaborate with uh, Jerry's Art Roma here. Okay. And he actually made a really good donation of art supplies. Oh, awesome. However, uh, there's always it, more. It's needed. always, yeah, yeah, it's always, because he, he gave some, some brushes and some paintings, but like, I, I need some canvas. Yeah. I need some like a drawing, sketching, mm-hmm. you know, books and all that. Um, art supplies are good. Um, I plan on doing uh, work with um, local artists to do graffiti art okay. on the container. Okay. Uh, so it's like spray content, spray, spray graffiti, paint. yeah, okay. spray paint would be uh, welcoming. So they don't have to, yeah, like, we don't have to spend money to buy that. It's mm-hmm. expensive, and uh, I guess just willing to collaborate yeah you know helping in any so way that, that human capital the so human, yeah artists that may be able to teach classes yes exactly. uh, people that may be able to come up with anything else that you might want to teach and not have yeah. a space yeah right maybe uh-huh. sewing classes sewing and things classes, like that like yeah. anything that'll help the community pretty much all right yeah just be willing to be part of it yeah i want to i want to be part of master tony i don't know just they hook me up with something what do you want me to do yeah you know well, what do you do? Oh, I can sew, I can make, I can make music, I can make music instruments with cans, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, anything, pretty much, that's, that's, be part of it, yeah. you know. And any companies out there that, or anyone that has any ties to any companies that provide solar panels yes, or can please. help with that, that would be awesome something that i thought about maybe an awning company so we can put a retractable awning on the outside right so that when it's hot outside we got a little bit of shade i know i know Uh, so yeah the solar panels will actually uh stop a lot of the heat Mm -hmm. you know we got an ac yeah you know which help help keeping cool but you know it's metal yeah it just drags the heat yeah sometimes (laughs) like a three like one the three is still a bit hot in here yeah you know and the solar panels will actually help a lot protecting mm-hmm. from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many ways that people can help. All right. So, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, those that are listening will be willing to definitely offer that help. I will reach out to whoever I can to see if we can get you some help with this as great. well. Yeah. Um, and we will be collaborating in the future. Yes. Now, I have a few other questions for you. We'll do them in kind of a rapid fire way. Okay. Uh, so... Favorite Brazilian artist? Favorite Brazilian artist? Oh, man. Caribe. Caribe, okay. Caribe. <laughs> He's Argentinian, but he kind of Brazil. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll actually give you this one to look up. Sebastio Salgado. If you aren't familiar. Sebastio Salgado. He's a photographer. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Beautiful photographs. Beautiful photographs. So, favorite artist, period. Other than Caribe. Other than Caribe. Um, and Basquiat. Basquiat. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so what is your your most important tool when you're creating your artwork? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Shit. All right. Yeah, you don't need more than that. Freedom to do it. Okay. So you do sculptures, mosaics, sculpt- mosaics and paintings. Painting. Which is your favorite? Man, capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> capoeira is my favorite, but I guess painting. Painting is my favorite, yeah. Okay. But I mean, in general, capoeira is what fulfills my soul. Yes, yeah. yeah. Favorite song? Favorite song? Um, Gilberto Gil. Ah. Uh, there are so many from Gilberto Gil. Uh, Traga-me um copo d'água, tenho sede, e essa sede pode me matar. Is that considered um, bossa nova or no? Yeah, kind of bossa nova. Bossa nova. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so, what is your favorite topic to paint about? I know Brazil as a whole, but yeah. what specifically? I like, I like to do... Um, it's like um, criticism. It's not criticism. It's uh, 
I like to do things that has a message. Mm. I like to criticize what's wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Criticize what's wrong with my work. Yeah. You know, and some people don't see it, but a lot of people see it. You yeah. Know, it's a simple image of a kid collecting recycle on the street. But then when you look after, yeah. it's a kid's play on the park. Mm-hmm. Then why is this kid collecting recycle on the street when the other ones are playing? Mm-hmm. That's that's my kind of thing. Okay. Make you think, but you need to get it first. Okay. Favorite thing about Houston? Diversity. Diversity. Yeah. <laughs> diversity. It's important in our society. We all need it. If you don't have diversity, you won't develop. This is actually true. There are studies on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need it. You need it. All right. Well, on behalf of myself, and the wonderful Raquel Simone, who couldn't be here today. Um, I want to thank you for thank you. being thank part you. of the Explanatory Combo podcast. And we definitely will be in touch. Support Massa Houston. Support yeah. Massa yes, Houston. Support sure. Tony Parana. Yeah. So, Tony, thank you very thank much. You, thank, thank you. you very thank much. you very much. We beautiful. appreciate you. Thanks for opening this space for me to share about this idea. And I hope. We can do it again some other time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So signing off for Explanatory Comma Podcast, I'm Mark Francis. Peace.